Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, and interdimensional lizard people. I am your host. Uh, I was supposed to change that, but it says not Darnell, um, the bootleg libertarian now. Um, I have a very special guest on today. Um, but before we get to the main attraction, I'm going to kind of do a couple plugs here for a couple of ads. Um, some things you might have seen before, such as... this the shotgun raffle it's for a g4g 12 12 gauge go to paypal.me slash lpms slash 10 put in gun raffle with the comment and then put in your contact information so we know how to reach you ten dollars a ticket 150 tickets will be total as of today there's less than 40 left so you've got to get yours quickly before they are all gone also we have the royal green it's a book about something that nobody knows because nobody's read it outside of really creepy ASMR readings. Um, if you want to listen to those, I'm sorry. Um, I have a copy right here. It is heavy enough to hold down papers or big enough to open a door and hold it open. Um, whatever you choose to do with it, just buy the thing. Um, there's no requirement to read it. Um, because Jack Casey, as we all know, did not actually, in fact, write the book. He can't remember any lines from it. So I don't know what you want me to tell you. But on to bigger and better things, people who are far smarter than me. My guest tonight, Mr. Spike Cohen. Hey, man, how are you doing? I am somehow still online and have not been booted off the Internet. That's good. Even though, have you been exposed to harmful extremist content? I was actually going to ask you about that, which would be. I I have still not gotten. So I've been uh, on Facebook a few times today and I have not yet gotten this. I've gotten a bunch of people showing me that they've gotten this, but I haven't gotten it because I have never done anything wrong my entire life. And so I, I, I don't even know what harmful extremist, extremist content even is. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I have not gotten it. Um, the CDC did come out with a warning earlier today that said that fully vaccinated people uh, do are able to uh, safely see harmful extremist content, but they have to wear uh, two masks um, and, and only they can only see it indoors. They can't see it outdoors which was weird to me. Usually it's the other way around. So no, I have no idea what that is. I thought, so I, so I originally thought when I, I posted today, cause today's Canada day and Canada day is the day that Canadians celebrate. Um, it's pretty much, it's like, I guess, rip off independence day, but basically they're celebrating. It used to be called dominion day. They're celebrating the day that the four original provinces officially became Canada. And so, um, you know, and our and I said so. That's their holiday. And in three days, we're going to celebrate that time that a, uh, a a proposed tax on tea or a new tax on tea uh, got us to um, 
commit treason and kill a bunch of government enforcers. And I'm like, so I'll, I'll let it, I'll let you decide which one of those is the cooler holiday. So then when people started saying to me, oh, extremist content, I'm like, that wasn't extremist to say what our holiday was about. But I thought it was that that triggered it. And it turns out, no, everyone's getting this. Like even my normie friends that have nothing to do with libertarian, everyone is getting these except me again, because I don't do, I don't even know what extremism is. Like I, I it's, it's weird. Like I, sounds scary and uncomfortable but i've never seen it so i wouldn't know uh Nalik says uh that she is in fact the extremist um if you've ever heard her hunting stories you would know in fact that she's very extreme and very scary she is probably the most dangerous person in the libertarian party yes no she definitely has killed more living things than i think any other libertarian ever um also just anytime she starts talking about usix uh, she's definitely, <laughs> it's, it's very clear that she's, uh, she's, um, the most extreme, possibly both the most harmful and the most extreme libertarian separately and together. Yeah, she is, uh, she is a character. I will absolutely talk smack to, uh, Cajun because he is in fact not scary, but this woman who is five foot nothing, um, yep. will fight a bear with no weapons and she'll just like tackle it and rip its heart out and eat it. Mm-hmm. It's, that's yeah, rip its heart out. Yeah. No, her lives are, her her Facebook lives are crazy. She's like, hey, bear, nice face. And then the bear is like, what? What do you want from me? And then she runs over and just kills the bear. It's insane. It's crazy. I mean, I, I guess that's like a common, that's like a, a rite of passage in Alaska. But again, that seems extremist to me. But I, I stop watching after that because I don't want to be... Um, you know, I don't want to be exposed to harmful extremist things. She says that she is just a sweet Eskimo. Um, I, I call bogus on that. She uh, she claims the sweet and innocent card, but in reality, that's just a big ploy. She's like she's probably running a super ring up there in Alaska of like extremists. A harmful extremism ring. <laughs> she, yeah, so she. Uh, yes. Supercell extremism. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. I've I've uh, a lot of like just my normal friends that I know from like outside of politics are like, "What's this harmful extremism thing?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I've never. I don't know what that even means." But like, it, I think Facebook. So there have been a few times that Facebook will uh, roll out something and they're using AI to do it, like, uh, and it just goes out of control. That happened back in like last September or August or something like that, where like a ton of people got banned and then a bunch more people got these weird messages saying they couldn't do these obscure things and they didn't even know what it meant. And then all of it had to be rolled back because it was like an AI bot that they set loose that went out of control. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a similar thing. Like anyone who is friends with anyone who has been in a, in a group that once had something shared by someone who's friends with an extremist is not that anyone in that circle is, you know, it's like seven degrees of pet Kevin Bacon. This is seven degrees of harmful extremist content. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So <clears throat> Les is uh, saying happened right before the election. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It was like October, the, November. Yeah. The, the complex interactions or whatever thing. Complex um, entities cannot interact yes. with complex entities. Yeah. And then a bunch of people just got booted. And then so it happened twice. One time was like August or September and Facebook undid all of that within a week or two. And then another time happened like right before the election. 
and they undid it like right after the election. And, you know, the conspiracy theorist to me wants to say they did that because they wanted to block, you know, libertarians during the election. But either way, it, it resolved itself within a couple of weeks, but it was that timing of like, oh, so you're not going to let me talk to people on the Internet right before the election? OK, um, so I, it, it was a weird thing. Um, I uh, uh, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if this if this is something similar where something has been rolled out and it wasn't ready yet. And so now everyone is being labeled, you know, potentially being exposed to harmful extremism. It's like, OK. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> I've talked to a lot of people on uh, what we refer to lovingly as crack house um, because it is so incredibly addictive that we all get sucked in and we live there now. Um, yes. But uh, there's, there's a lot of rumors that uh, there may be some massive bans coming down the road, kind of like the complex entities or whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of people that are kind of panicking and backing up data and all that good junk um, just because. I would always I would recommend that. I would always recommend. I've had friends that had their accounts for 12, 14 years, had it since they were in college and had all their pictures on it and, you know, they never anticipated having it and it would get deleted and, you know, n- not reinstated with no warning. They weren't allowed to be able to go in and access their data or anything like that. I'd recommend routinely backing up your data, especially your photos and stuff like that um, to like a physical drive, because you never know. They might they might if there's anything on there that you don't have backed up or that you aren't OK with losing, go ahead and grab it because you never know what's going to happen. I I'd do that like on like a weekly or monthly basis anyway, even if this kind of weird stuff wasn't happening. Yeah, it's a, uh, it is weird. Like the timing of everything that they do, they, they pretend like it's just, you know, these are things we thought about, whatever, but what was it like a week and a half, two weeks ago, Joe Biden come out and basically said, if you're anti-government, you're a domestic terrorist. Now we're all we're supposed to be reporting extremists. Right. I mean, it, the timing is always just kind of on key. You got, I remember you got that uh, complex entities ban right before the election. Now we're all extremists and we were supposed to report each other. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it, the, the timing is always phenomenal with them. And uh, what, And there's been in the past few weeks, I've noticed more and more pages that when people will like it or follow it, it'll say, this page has violated our community standards. Are you sure that you want to do this? And it doesn't make it easy for you to say, yeah, I want to do it. Like, it doesn't make it obvious how to do that. Um, A a couple of my posts have been when people share it, it'll say, make sure that this is true before you share it. And it's like, okay, no, I share stuff that I think is is false. Like, they're infantilizing people. And I and and if someone is is. Whatever enough, naive enough, dumb enough, ignorant enough, stupid enough, whatever to share stuff that they think is blatantly false, that warning's not going to stop them. Like, you're really just infantilizing and shaming people for no good reason. And if you ask me, they're probably making people more, because people get a kick out of it. And I think people are more likely to share stuff when they're like, you know, this is dangerous. Like, oh, okay, if you don't want me to share this, I'm going to share all of this person's content now. So I think it probably backfires a lot. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're a kid and your mom says, hey, don't stick your finger in that hole. It'll shock you. And you're like, I'm going to wait till she walks away when Zuckerberg right. didn't look and I'm going to just stick my finger in the hole. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Especially probably with libertarians because, so. you know, the more you tell us not to, we're like, 
we'll probably do it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, and it's, it's one thing, okay, you shouldn't do this because this will happen. And you go, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. But when it's like, this is dangerous. Well, how's it dangerous? Well, it is. And it's harmful and extremist. Okay, how? Well, it's harmful extremism. Like, okay, what's harmful or extremist about it? It's harmful and extremist. Are you sure you want to share that? Yes, I want to share this. So I, I think that it backfires when, it, you know, it's one thing if they're like, hey, you shouldn't share this because it calls for genocide or you shouldn't share this because it's, you know, blatantly false. And here's the proof that it's blatantly false. Not some ridiculous fact check article that says, oh, uh, um, that happens a lot where people get radicalized by the actions of the social media people. But, you know, where, um, you know, where they'll say, uh, they'll fact check something, but the fact check, if you read the whole thing, it basically says it's true, but there's missing some context. And of course the context is, here's why we still don't like that they said it. That's not a fact check. That's just someone saying, I disagree with you. And that's different than, you know, it's one thing to fact check something and be like, you know, well, they said that, you know, you know, the, uh, this went up 10%. It actually went down 20% or something like that. But when it's like, this happened. Well, yeah, it happened. But if you think about it, it only happened because of this. And that wasn't mentioned. And well, they did kind of mention it, but not like, and so we rule it's missing context. Therefore, it's false. That that does radicalize people. That gets people to go, oh, this is like, you know, 1984 Orwellian stuff where, you know, you're going to come up with the weirdest uh, justifications for saying something's wrong, even as you tell us that it was correct. So, yeah, no, it radicalizes people. Yeah. And then they get upset because it radicalizes them because, you know, saying, oh, we're not lying. We're just misleading you. Right. Well, OK, that's the same thing. It's just fancy. Um, so I wasn't going to mention it, but she did it for me. Uh, you look like you've had a good time in Michigan for your birthday this weekend. Uh, yeah, no. So this is I, – I did have a good time in Michigan, but this isn't from Michigan. So what happens is during the summer – so people don't know this part about me because la this time last year I was traveling around the world campaigning, and so they didn't really see this part. During the summer, typically, every day I go to the beach, okay? So I'm only going to get darker. This is just the beginning. I've only been going to the beach for about – week and a half, two weeks, something like that. I've, I've got, I've gone to the beach, like I think five or six times by the time this summer is over, I'm going to be very, very tan. This hair is going to be almost blonde and I am going to, um, that's about it. I'm going to be very tan and my hair is going to be blonde. Um, yeah, that's, that's my, that's, that's my downtime. That's my fun time. That's what I do is I go to the beach and I swim in the water and I float in the water and I lay in the sand. And like, that's, I don't even go out there with a towel. I'm like a savage. I, Cause I've been doing it since I was a little kid. I just go out there. I walk down to the beach. I go out, I swim out as far as I can. I float. I go past where the water, where like the waves are. I, I go out to where it's like calm again, like past the pier and all that. I float. Sometimes I'll fall asleep out there. And, uh, and I just lay there and float. At some point, I wake up. Then I start to meander my way back towards the shore. I'll play in the waves for a while and do my uh, physical therapy, isometric stuff to stay limber. And I walk against the tide. Like, I do this whole thing. And uh, that's what I do. Like, that's my that's my thing. That's my happy place. So, yeah, no, I, I'm going to 
get people. So people are actually going to see what summer spike is like. Um, summer spike is very dark with very light hair and he goes to, to the beach like almost every day. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess it would probably help, you know, living fairly close to a beach, but I would say that you probably deserve it. Every time I well, turn around, uh, I, Brian, Brian and I, I would say are good friends. He may say something else, but I say that Brian, and I are good <laughs> friends. but, uh, um, every time I turn around, it's like, yeah, I got a schedule spike for this. I schedule spike for this. I'm like, man, that, that dude just like, you are, uh, a rolling stone. I met Minus a lot of stuff. All the groupies, but, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm even kind of getting groupies now. It's weird, but I, I, I shouldn't say groupies. I have a lot of people that are really strong supporters of mine and I appreciate it. Groupies is the wrong word. Also, I'm monogamous, so they're not groupies in that sense either, but I, uh, I, I guess my is my wife would she be considered a groupie? Probably not. No, no, because she's the star. What am I talking about? She's the main act. I'm the warm up guy. Um, so I, uh, yeah, no, I go to. Uh, I mean, I'm in a different state every week. Just about this weekend is the first weekend since May that I've had off um, because of the holiday, and then next weekend I'm going to be in Tunica for that thing that we're auctioning off. The uh, by the way, can you put that up again? The uh, yes. I can do it right. Cha. So, folks, if you want to get a GeForce G12 12-gauge home defense shotgun brought to you by Darnell's Guns, if you go to paypal.me slash LPMS slash 10 for a $10 ticket, you can be one of the 150. And you can buy uh, up to 10 tickets. Uh, so for up to $100, you can get up to 10 tickets. Um, and you will have a one in 100 or up to 10 in 150 chance of getting this sweet ass shotgun right right here um for just 10 bucks i mean how often can you say that you can get a whole ass shotgun for 10 bucks um all you have to do is comment gun raffle uh, with your con- contribution and put in your uh personal information so they know how to contact you and um and this all of the proceeds to this will help to get uh muddy waters media team to tunica for next weekend's Breaking Boundaries for Liberty event in Tunica, Mississippi at the Horseshoe Resort and Casino. So I'm doing that that weekend. Then the following weekend, I'm going to the Shoot with Spike and the Philosopher event in Tarpon Springs, Florida. And then for the entire week, so I'm not. I'm going to be home for like six hours. And then I'm flying to South Dakota, and I'm going to be there all week for Freedom Fest in South Dakota. Then I get back and the following weekend, I'm going to somewhere. <laughs> no, the fall, then the following week, I'm going to uh, uh, Newport news or actually the Virginia beach area for uh, an event for concerned veterans for America. I'm also doing my own event with the libertarian party of, uh, of uh, the, the, Hampton Roads um, Libertarian Party and the Hampton Roads Black Caucus. Then the following weekend, I'm going to be like, I mean, this is. Yeah, no, they keep me busy, but I'm happy to do it. I'm honored to do it. And if I can help inspire and organize people um, and lead by example in what we need to do in our communities to spread the message of freedom, then I'm happy to do it. I'm honored to do it. That's good. I mean, it it does take um, it takes a lot of work. To uh, get libertarians motivated, um, I, I shouldn't even say motivated, to get us to agree on a lot of things. That's think uh, 
just kind of like a, a sheep herder or a cat herder. That's what it is. And I think uh, you do a phenomenal job at that. Um, and uh, yeah, and you you uh, you you spend a lot of time uh, herding some cats, and uh, I think it's phenomenal work. Um, the, I, I've heard it described as herding butterflies. Um, <laughs> I I actually consider it more like herding fireflies, and and the or I don't know if this is true. If this is this might not be a good analogy. Here's how. Here's what I see it as, and you can tell me if this is a good analogy or not. I see it as this. Libertarians are different than most other people in that we tend not to go with the consensus. We go with what we decide is the best way forward. And so if we approach that the way that libertarians tend to approach that with an argument, you know, like a logical argument, Libertarians are going to come at it every which way. You're going to have some that agree with you, some that disagree with you, some that think that you are the, you know, the the absolute worst person ever because they completely disagree with it. And so a lot of this happens where it becomes a lot of discord as a result. If you approach it as an organizer and you say, "Hey, this is my vision for what we are going to do. And this is the plan that I have to do it. Now, who wants to join me in doing this and what where do you think you fit in with this? Because I'd like to have your help and get your input on what my plan is. That inspires people to come in. Not everyone. I mean, there's still going to be some people who just are content being contrary. And, and that's true of any group. But I have found that I've been pretty fairly successful in hurting those cats or butterflies or fireflies or whatever um, by not just saying, hey, we need to do this. Instead saying, hey, here's what we need to do. Here's my plan to do it. Here's what I need. And I'm interested in hearing where you think that you fit in with this, what you think can be contributed to it and so forth. That inspires people. It helps organize people and it gets people out there doing things. Um, and when you can build and you also set winnable goals. So when you win, when you win your and I use the term win a lot because it's an, a feeling of accomplishment. When we win our goals, when we accomplish our goal, even if it's a modest goal. You know, we're going to hand out um, uh, 30 uh, care packages to homeless people today. And you accomplish that. And you go, wow, we accomplished this. We didn't just set the world free or end the Fed or anything like that. But we accomplished what our goal was. And then we say, okay, next time we're going to do this. You know, whatever that is. Maybe it's feed even more people. Or maybe it's hand out even more things. Or maybe it's something completely different. Growing the number of people in your affiliate knocking on a certain number of doors, getting a certain number of, of phone numbers and contact information to for your next libertarian meetup or whatever it is. When you set winnable, achievable goals, that inspires people and motivates people and gets people into building a camaraderie and saying, wow, we're a great team. We're winning stuff. And when you do that, when you gamify it and you make it fun, then it's something people want to keep doing. It goes from being this like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Or actually, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. I've given as much as I can to it. So, wow, that was fun. I had a great time and look at everything we accomplished. I can't wait to do that again. What's the next thing that we're doing? That's the difference there. And that's that's how we can organize people and that's how we can excite and motivate people uh, to do the next thing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very true. Um, I do have another question for you. Sure. And I don't think you'll have to dig very deep on this one. Okay. Um, so we all understand why you and Matt brought on Nyack, right? The, the, the Eskimo Libertarian. Um, she's got a huge following, and she's a she's a very smart individual. 
Mm-hmm. Cajun, however, we all are still a little perplexed on. Uh, was was it like a package deal? She required like was she like like saying, "Hey, I need a charity write off uh, for the show. I'm bringing him along with me." Or how'd that work out? So he was actually the one that we had to beg, believe it or not. So we asked them both, "Would you like to be on?" And Nalik said, "Sure." And and uh, and Noel was like, "No, never. I'm a Cajun." And we're like, "Okay, that's." Not a reason to say no, but uh, but but okay. What you know, we'd love to have you. We think that you're, you know, you, you have a, a really cool style and a really cool approach to to this and a really cool story that you know you could add to the Muddy Waters family. And he's like, No, I'm from the Bayou. We're the descendants of Italian and French immigrants who came and kept large parts of their culture. And we're like, That's a, again not a that's I don't that's a fun factoid about Cajun people, but I don't know why that would make you not want to join and he kept doing that he kept just telling us interesting trivia about cajun people as his reason for not joining and so eventually we said okay listen uh you know we uh we'd love to have you uh but you know if uh if if you don't think uh if you don't think you want to do it then we, we don't have to have you and then he said okay fine i'll do it so that's that's what happened so now he's he's here and then you know right as the time right at the time that i started thinking you know what this guy's dead weight we got to get rid of him you know, he probably can't even sing. Then he sang this beautiful song. He serenaded me in a beautiful song that about what I dream about when I take little naps or something like that. And um, yeah, it was kind of creepy, but it was a nice song. So uh, so we kept him on. Cajun is an awesome dude. Uh, apparently, he has uh, destined for uh, National Geographic at some point in his life, um, probably like in his 60s. Um, like which is like five years down the road for him um but uh he, he's a big proponent of snakes me myself uh not so much i snakes they can stay over there in the trees i'll hang out here but yeah he did an entire episode on snakes uh on, on yes. a political podcast which was amazing i'm not sure how that worked but uh hey smart how is one a how is one a proponent of snakes he's pro snake like he wants he said, more snakes. Uh, he was snake pro life, I guess. Uh, he was saying like, "Don't kill snakes <laughs> unless you absolutely wow. have to." Wow! Like not pro snake life. Pro life. Yeah, he's he's not like, like snake lives. Pro-life. Snake lives matter. Yeah. Snake so, lives matter. That's <laughs> so. I I will say this in his defense. You know we have we have a yard and we also live near a swamp. Um, and you know, we live in between like the swampy lake and the, and the ocean. And so we get a lot of wildlife and we get a lot of insects and, um, having some garden snakes, you know, staying around in, in the, in the yard, in the front and and backyards really does help keep the, um, the, especially like, um, I don't know if they keep the mosquitoes down or they keep away things that, prey on the things that keep mosquitoes down but just in general we have far fewer insects and roaches and um uh, frogs are also good for that um roaches and uh, and palmetto bugs which are like big flying roaches we have a lot fewer of those um and it's we've actually like said to pest control like we want the snakes you know but what whatever part would get rid of snakes you know uh, uh, rooting out their their holes or whatever their pits like we want the snakes snakes are good um 
So I, I'm not a huge fan of snakes, but I, I certainly um, I appreciate I, I like snakes better than insects. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, snakes have the usefulness, um, just like everything else in uh, in the environment. You know, it all works some way, shape or form. It all works together. It's all cohesion, uh, except for us. We uh, we are the anomaly in environment, um, but we don't have to be we are right yeah but um well i mean our our one of our favorite flags has a snake on it and we say don't yeah, step the on the flag snake. yeah don't step on no step on no steppy on snake so yeah. that's i mean that's not the original one but that's my favorite that's my favorite one of those is no steppy it's just got a snake and it says no steppy yeah I uh, actually am working on a shirt. I was hoping to promo it tonight, but we're having trouble getting the design to print off correctly for the T-shirt. But it is a it's a Gatson flag kind of uh, remake. Um, it's got the star, the Lone Star, and AR, and then it says "Nuke Me B Word." I'm not going to say it because I've promised myself oh, wow. and others I would quit cussing so much on the show. But. Uh, we're we're gonna try and we're gonna try and start making some of those. Um, I've already told Matt I'm gonna give him one in Tunica, so I'm a, I'm gonna give you an offer because I plan to be there in Mississippi for some reason because uh, okay. Tennessee does not go to Mississippi, but I'm going. Um, I'll give you a choice between uh, the it says two A uh, shall not be infringed, and it's got A is two ARs crossing or the the nuke me one. Put you on the spot. Don't nuke me or nuke me. It says nuke me, comma, bitch. Saying try me, basically. Oh. I think I like the other one. Can you can you make this? Like, can we have that? <laughs> I'm gonna show everybody <laughs> what that said. Oops. Can we just can we just do that? If you want, I can make you a shirt that is just that. I want this. This is I want option three. Like most libertarians, I I choose Noda and I ask for option three, which is just this. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> yeah. So if we can do that, no, that'll be perfect. Oh Lord. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll make it work then. We'll we'll figure it out. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Got it. I got to correct this. You you used to being guy on the ride, I guess. So. Yeah, I'm guy and right. I'm always guy and right. Even when I'm being interviewed, I'm always on the right. Yeah, Brian made me sign a contract. It's real weird. Like the only thing it said was that I had to pay you ten thousand dollars, and then uh, yep. you got to be guy and right. It was weird. Um, ten thousand dollars. I have to be the guy on the right, and if we're in person, you have to feed me dried apricots. That part is actually true. So when I was, <laughs> I didn't know this until maybe like a month ago, when I was campaigning. Every person who uh, at, at some point had to be like my quote unquote body person, like the person that was there as my point person and, you know, would make sure that I was on time to the different stuff I was doing at the event and you know, make sure that I, you know, was aware of what was going on or whatever. They got this freaking stack, like, you know, multiple page uh, document outlining how to be my body person. And it was it was written by Matt Hicks, who was my campaign manager. And this thing was so specific. It was one thing that was like, that's a lie. I won't wear that. 
I won't wear it. Uh, the uh, it was something like um, what was one of the things? Oh, you have to offer Spike a drink of water every three to five minutes, and you have to leave the cap on <laughs> and let him. And if he wants it, he will take it from. This is what it says. If he wants it, he will take it from you and drink a little bit of it. Don't try to take the bottle back until he gives it to you. Like that's how specific this was. And it was like, it it named all these different things. And it was about everything. And it was like, what to have in my little spike bag. Cause when you're running for office, you're not supposed to have anything in your pocket. Cause it makes them look lumpy or whatever. And so everything that I had was in this bag, basically like a spike diaper bag or whatever. And um, so, but one of the things it said to always have some, dried apricots for me to eat now i've had dried apricots before but they're not like a staple of mine i don't know why that was the thing and it it at the time so last year i was constantly getting fed apricots and the thing is i was so i was so busy with campaigning that it i was always in the back of my head i'm like what the hell is with all these apricots but it never really like i didn't have time to really like unpack it like why everywhere i went People were offering me dried apricots. And I guess, you know, for a minute I was like, I guess maybe there's just like a big glut on apricots. They're like super cheap and everywhere right now or something. I, I don't know. Or maybe apricots are in the, I wasn't following the trends. I was busy campaigning. So I wasn't following like fashion trends or health food or maybe, you know, apricots, the newest super fruit or something like that. But, you know, so I just went with it and I like apricots like the next, you know, as much as the next, you know, warm blooded American man. Um, but so I was eating them and then, so finally, so last, like about a month ago, I was talking with people on my team and they were like, yeah, you know, like the app, like that contract or that document. I'm like, what document? And they start telling me about it. And then they're like, yeah. And to feed you apricots and it clicked. And I'm like, oh, that's why I ate about 10,000 apricots and why everyone was shoving a bottle of water in my face everywhere I went. And I'm like, I mean, so, so two things, I was in great shape last year in perfect health because I was well hydrated and I was full of like vitamin C and vitamin A, whatever's in apricots. I was full of it because I was full of apricots. Make apricots great again. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like you were in the, the pockets of a great, a uh, big apricot, you know, that, big apricot. That, yeah. Very, my, yeah, my campaign <laughs> was just a plot by big apricot to sell more apricots. And to me, like I wasn't like I was promoting apricots. I was just eating so many of them. I often, apricots were the most single biggest food item that I ate that day. Like I just eat so because multiple people, Hey, would you like some apricots? Yeah, sure. And then someone else would be like, I got some apricots for you. And I'm like, well, damn. Okay. uh, Sure. And I remember I first noticed it in California and I'm like, well, maybe, you know, California, there's a lot of, you know, uh, big fruit, fruit industry out here. Maybe apricots are really big here, but then it just everywhere I went, I'm like, is this the year of the apricot? It was just, it was weird, but I just never really, I never had time to like say to someone, Hey, by the way, what's with, what's the deal with the apricots? And like, I'm good on water. I don't need like eight bottles of water a day, but um, it was fun. But I was, like I said, I was well hydrated. So <clears throat> what I'm taking away from this is contact uh, contractually, you were obligated to carry around a purse. And uh, when yeah. if anybody who's watching goes to Tunica, um, you are now required by law um, to offer Spike Cohen a bottle of water every 25 seconds. Um, every 25 to 40 seconds, yeah. 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 So and, I, and, I, and, and dried apricots, specifically. 
looking at you, Cajun. You're uh, you're this is your show, bud. You you, you let it down. Uh, Chris Reynolds is going to, you know, Spike and Chris are just going to they're going to yeah. It's not going to be. Yeah, crazy. if you uh, um, yeah if you if you don't get if you don't if I don't get the apricots I need, I don't want to see any of you in Florida. If you end up in Chris Reynolds' neck of the woods, you got a personal injury lawsuit coming. I can tell you that. <laughs> he will be distraught and emotionally broken. Um, yes. Yep. Yep. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of good events coming up um, that you are personally going to be at. Um, I can't remember what word Tom Arnold used on Tuesday. What was it? He said gallivanting. Gallivanting. I was gallivanting. I gallivant. Which is, you know, so I I got, at first when he said it, I'm like, really, Tom? Like, I'm doing hard work out here, and I am. But I am also gallivanting. Like, you know, I I, I tried to get offended, and then I'm like, well, okay, so last weekend I got to do a shooting event and then hung out with a bunch of cool people had my picture taken over and over got I, I did have to give speeches but i love giving speeches and i already know what i want to talk about so it's not like really like speech speeches are stressful to some people but i, I like that and uh get to answer a bunch of people's questions and be on people's shows and then i get to like i like so like some people they don't like flying it's like real stressful to them and they you know hate the time in the airport i enjoy it like i i sleep on the airplane and i people watch in the airport so it's a, it's like, that's part of the fun is, is flying. And especially now I've got it down to such a routine. Um, like it's, it's, it's pretty fun. So yeah, I guess gallivanting it's with a purpose. I'm purposefully gallivanting, but I am gallivanting. Yeah. So if you'll allow me to be a little, uh, honest here, I think it's important. Um, I mean, I think it's important to do fun things, right? Because burnout yes. is one thing that a lot of libertarians talk about because yes, a, a lot of us, we will spend all this time doing all the really boring, monotonous yep, paperwork, yep, yep, yep. crunching numbers, doing the social media stuff, whatever, and mm-hmm. we get burnt out. If you can't enjoy it, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to yep. lose the, the desire and drive to do it. And it can be, and, I, and I'll be honest to a lot of people, it can be, incredibly disappointing doing libertarian stuff sometimes you set up an event and nobody shows up or maybe it's just one person that you always talk to that shows up um but when you get to do something fun and you're enjoying yourself it makes it all worth it again and um and you are probably the one of the busiest people i know of in the liberty movement or in the libertarian party in general and i think it's important to do a little gallivanting as uh as some may say uh because, I mean, if it's all work and no play, it makes Spike a sad boy. Oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, if every single weekend was just soul-crushing work that just takes everything out of me and I don't enjoy it at all, yeah, I'm going to be able to do that maybe once or twice a month. I'm not going to be able to do that every single weekend for days at a time. Like, it has to be, you know... It has to be enjoyable. It has to be, first of all, it has to be something you even want to do. There are a lot of times people get burned out. And this is true, not just in the Libertarian Party. This happens in churches and, and, and houses of worship a lot, where because you want to help spread your faith or help your church, your faith family or whatever, you sign up for a lot of things that maybe aren't things you enjoy or are good at. 
and you struggle through those things and then eventually you get burned out. And sometimes you leave the church altogether or you or synagogue or mosque or whatever. You leave it all together or you just become just someone who fills a pew uh, and, you know, isn't really heavily involved. If you want to make a lasting and impactful stamp your your impact in the movement long term, a sustainable thing and not end up burning out. There are a few ways that you can help achieve this. Number one, focus on what you love to do in your activism. And it doesn't have to be what you should love to do. Okay. There's this pressure for people to be evangelists and salespeople for liberty and to be the ones who go out in front of people and talk with strangers and all that stuff. And there are people that are really good at it and who really enjoy it. I love that kind of stuff. If you don't like that, then don't do it. There's all sorts of back end work, things that don't require you to be that front facing person that are absolutely necessary and that would drive someone like me insane. But that might be what you love. That might be your perfect thing. Or you may be the opposite. You may be the person who wants to to do that thing. Or you may have a a specific specialty that you want to be able to provide uh, to the LP, some kind of skill or something like that. Um, graphic designer, or, 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 you know, maybe you're good at marketing stuff, or maybe you're good at copywriting and, and, and wording for things. You know, maybe you're good at, uh, just organizing other people, you know, organizing volunteers. Maybe you just have, uh, you know, you have a lot of time on your hands and you can do stuff like put up signs. Maybe you've got, uh, you know, storage space where you can store a bunch of stuff that your local affiliate or activist group needs. There's all sorts of things that you can, you can bring that are things that you have, you know, available and that you love to do. So you're not going to get burned out on it. Number two, you have to set limits for yourself. And that means both saying no to other people when, when you've already reached your max. It also means saying no to yourself when you keep saying, oh, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. Liberty relies on me. Liberty relies on you staying in this long term. Liberty relies on you being involved in this years, decades from now, and being every bit as happy and excited as you are, even more happy and excited than as you are now, right? It, that's what liberty needs. Liberty does not need you to smash your head up against a wall until you finally give up. Um, and then I guess I would say, and this kind of falls in with the last thing that I said, but you have to really be sure to pace yourself. There are going to be times where you get that burst of energy and you go, well, I can do all this stuff. Make sure that you are taking time to enjoy things as well, or you're, you're going, you're going to burn out. When we go out to these things, we also will go and, uh, we'll, we'll spend usually, I mean, sometimes it's a very short thing. We just go and do the event and leave, but when we're there for days, we'll sometimes come a day extra, a day early or leave a day later so we can do other stuff. Or so we can just hang out and unwind. Um, when we went to Alaska, we went a day early and left a day late so that we could do all the fun stuff that there was available to do in Alaska. We did the same thing in Oklahoma. We we did the same thing uh, in uh, in uh, well in, in Tennessee. Well, yeah, in fact, in Tennessee, when I was up there for the convention, we actually stayed two or three extra days so that we could spend time with my uh, my aunt who lives a, a couple hours away. So. Put yourself first in this, because if you don't, you're eventually going to reach your limit. And in this moment, it might feel like, oh, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. I'm just going to strive and strive and struggle and struggle. That's great. You're going to burn out. 
however many weeks, months, or years it takes, you're going to burn out. And it's going to be exponentially more difficult for you to come back and go back to doing whatever it is, even after you've gotten your strength and your and your inner peace back, because you're already associating it with all the crap that you had to go through last time. So you're going to have a natural aversion and difficulty. Your body's not going to want to do it. Make Put yourself first on this. Make sure you're doing what you love. Make sure that you are setting boundaries for yourself and setting boundaries with yourself. Stop convincing yourself you can do everything at once. Um, you have to take time for other things that you enjoy. And if you do that, then you'll be able to do it. It's like working out, right? Like if you haven't worked out in a while and you go to the gym and you're like, I got to catch up for last time. And then you go and you do all this stuff and you go way harder than you should. And then, you know, later that day and the next day and for a few days after you feel like crap, you've, you have no range of motion. You might've torn something and now you don't exercise for weeks or months later. Um, whereas if instead you went there and just did something moderate that challenged you but didn't push you too hard and then kept doing it and made it something enjoyable and something you could pace yourself with, pretty soon you're going to be pretty damn ripped and you're going to be in incredible shape. That's that's how you do it long term. Yeah, I would say uh, you're definitely smarter than I on this, but uh, I would definitely say a lot, of the, the, a lot of the discouragement a lot of people have is, you know, coming into the party um, – People see a, a large turnover and it scares them. Yeah, um, yep. because people get burnt out. But yeah, I mean, if you can enjoy yourself, find good things to do and have have something fun to do. Not every event needs to be community outreach. Not every event needs to be raising you know funds. Sometimes maybe just spend some money and take your people out and have a good time. Just have um, a good time together. Yeah. Yep. Uh, James says Nally Bruno for governor. Oklahoma. Yes. And I will be in Oklahoma in I think October. Hold on. I will be in Oklahoma October the 23rd and 20. Well, either 22nd and 23rd or 23rd and 24th. I will be in Oklahoma for a big event that's going on for Natalie Bruno, who's running for governor in 2022. And uh, it'll be in, I believe, Oklahoma City. Uh, and so I, if you uh, live anywhere near OKC, come on out. I'd love to meet you. More uh, information will be forthcoming. Uh, this event is just uh, just getting uh, getting started and planned. Um, so there's still many more details of uh, time and place and all that stuff uh, will be is to be to, is to be announced. But uh, it's going to be a great event. So save the date, uh, October 22nd through 24th, somewhere in there. Uh, we will be doing that event. So come on out and see me. Yeah, so she will actually be on the show in two weeks, I believe. It will oh, nice. be a Thursday show. I think I'm working, uh, you know, work. Um, but yes. I, uh, she'll be on that Friday. Uh, next week, however, though, will be Brian Lambert, which will yes. be a phenomenal show. <laughs> to be in front of a camera for about an hour talking will yes. be the most amazing thing ever because he has zero filter and every story in the world. America, prepare to be Lambrecht. Did <laughs> Lambrecht? Did she, yeah. He he is. I love Brian. So Brian is an indispensable part of my volunteer team. Uh, he's essentially my chief of staff. Uh, he's pretty much in charge of things. Uh, he routinely, when people come up to me and they're like, "Hey, can we do such and such?" and I'm like, "Yeah, contact Brian." Because I mean, you you scheduled it your thing through Brian. Like that's literally 
I've even I've had to have like where friends want to get together and I'll be like, let me call you back. And I call Brian. I'm like, Brian, uh, I got some friends. They want to hang out on the 12th from six to eight. Is that going to work? And he's like, ah, well, I've got this one thing going on. And uh, uh, we've already got one thing. uh, One thing's penciled in, but we can move that. But this thing, this is probably going to go on until at least 630. Uh, Is there any way you can do it from seven to nine? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do it seven to nine. So, I mean, that like, that's, that's, he's, but he's great. He's, he's amazing. Um, his dedication and his work ethic is not human. Um, I'm pretty sure when they find out whoever's flying those, uh, uh, UFOs that they keep finding when, when they down one, Brian's going to pop out and be like, come on guys, I got I, I have a big, very busy schedule. I have six phone calls to make. Bill Redpath is trying to get with me to do some ballot access stuff in Illinois. Like, ah, I gotta, I, you know, you're, you're really messing up myself. This is going to set me like an hour and a half behind. Like that's, that's what's going to happen. I don't know if he's human. Um, I, I, I try not to ask him cause I don't want to offend him. I want to keep him happy, but I think he might not be human. He has, he has like an incredible, he's, he's, his work ethics on a different level. So he, uh, come out to, uh, Morristown in Tennessee, uh, to help door knock with Rob Burke. Um, yes. And he said, hey, I called him. I, I called everybody who's coming. I said, hey, do you want me to get you a beer or some tea or something? He said, give me right. a sweetened tea. I said, said, yeah, we're from Illinois. That makes sense. He said, no, you don't understand. I said, yeah, you're from Illinois. He said, no, I don't think you understand. And about 45 minutes later, I'm standing in front of this machine or the, uh, the, the, the freezer in this gas station for 45 minutes listening to him explain to me why he can't have sugar in his tea because – it's basically like crack cocaine for him, and yeah. he will not sleep yeah. for another week and a half if he has like a little yeah. bit of sugar. Yeah. Now, while he's that. while he's telling you that story, he sent out like twelve emails about seventeen seven different things. Okay, like so you may be caught up listening to his story, but that has not slowed him down. He is telling you that story and fully engaged in that conversation. And over here, he's also holding three other conversations by messenger. I, I, I've watched him in person work while driving. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I've never seen someone drive while also doing this, fully obeying all the rules of the road. I, I don't think he even looked at the road the whole time. And he's just doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, well, I'll leave you to it then. And, uh, and, and when he's having a full conversation with me about whatever, like about whoever, you know, some, something that doesn't even have to do with politics. He'll be telling me some story about like when he was in school or something. And I'm like, there's like seven people inside of this, but I feel it's like, it's like seven, it's like there are seven or eight hyper intelligent beavers inside of a Brian suit. And they're all just doing stuff like very, <laughs> industrious and smart and and they're all just separately autonomously acting at the same time one's got one arm one beaver has the other arm one's operating the head and the other one's got the feet and uh it's 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 incredible i it's it is so you're gonna have fun you're gonna have fun with uh the the multi-beaver brian on uh on tomorrow that's that's uh next week yeah that's thursday next week can i pitch that'll be a good one Instead of uh, instead of beavers, uh, what if it's Snow White ran off with her prince, but the seven dwarves needed something to do, so they formed a giant 
dwarf bot, Brian? which is now Brian. Yeah. Which is Brian. Brian, Brian is the dwarf Voltron. I like that. Yeah. 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 Dwarftron. He's Dwarftron. That's that. I like that theory. I like that theory. Um, and whoever operates the head and mouth is obviously the most hyper one because that's, that's the one, that's the one that's talking to you while the other hands are doing. No, I like that. I like that. He's Dwarftron. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that's that's my that's the that is the most solid theory I've heard about Brian Lambrecht so far. Uh, I'm putting that in the comments. <laughs> Brian Lambrecht is a phenomenal human being. Without him, uh without the likes of him and there's there's plenty of people just like Brian who do it seems like everything. They're everywhere all oh, yeah. the time. Um they're they're like Santa, but like scarier. They're everywhere. They know when you're sleeping. They know when you're awake, and they know when you're not being a good libertarian. Um, yeah. So uh, get active. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to let you go. Uh, for anybody who is watching still, uh, who's decided to tune in and continue listening to me, uh, I know Spike's the enticing one, but uh, I can be a real turn off. Um, Brian, uh, said Brian, Matt Wright is going live here in a couple minutes mm-hmm. on uh, Muddy yep. Waters uh, for the yep, yep, uh, yep. Writers Block, and then mm-hmm. Nolik or the Eskimo Libertarian follows suit. Well, sir, I appreciate you coming out tonight. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for uh, for having me on. And uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. Be sure to go get involved in this raffle right here. Get this GeForce G12. 12 gauge home defense shotgun paypal.me slash lpms slash 10 uh ten dollars per ticket uh you can get up to 10 tickets per person and uh, just be sure to put gun raffle in the uh in the notes in the contribution and uh be able to put in your um uh in your your contact information and all, and all of that um so that they know how to get it to you and that helps us get to tunica mississippi for next weekend's event there the breaking boundaries for liberty event uh if you want to follow me uh, go to spikecohen.com. That's got all my social media. That's got all of my uh, most recent media appearances, um, my uh, my upcoming events. All that is on there. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, if you want to follow me on Muddy Waters Media, that's at muddywatersmedia.com. Uh, we're also on all of the major podcasting platforms and all of the major social media platforms, Muddied Waters Media. And um Thanks for having me on, Chris. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on again. Uh, See you later. Bye, everybody. So, yeah, go follow Spike. Go follow Matt, right? Uh, Go follow uh, the the Eskimo Libertarian. Just don't follow the Cajun Libertarian. I don't know what you can tell you. He's Cajun, and uh, they're weird. Uh, They eat mud bugs. No, I'm just kidding. Follow uh, Cajun. He's an awesome dude. Sometimes uh, 50-50. Uh, John Clubhouse. Follow him. Follow me. Follow somebody. Um, you will be sent to the gulag. Uh, especially if you talk about mustard on pizza. We will wage war and throw you in the gulag. Um, I feel it's only appropriate to say uh, like, comment, share. Um, like the page if you want to see more content like this, which nobody does i'm sorry i try um but we have some good interviewers coming on 
Um, we all have Brian Lambert next week and then Natalie Bruno the week after that. We've got a couple of uh, things coming down the pipe that I'm working on. Um, some merch, maybe. If we can figure out how to make it work. Um, got some really great guests coming on. It's going to be phenomenal. We got some new formatting stuff coming on. Um, maybe doing a new segment soon if we can get worked out um just a just a quick tease um but yeah so it is that time of the night i don't have any music unfortunately um i am scooby without shaggy or i guess i would be shaggy because i've got the the weird facial hair um and he kind of looks like a dog anyways um but it is the the most creepiest of book reads. The Royal Green by Jack Casey. Oh, chapter 22. This is going to be interesting. Oh my goodness. And it's a, it's a name I cannot even... So, Carathel... Car- Felt a shove and hit the ground. She understood now the thunderstorm. <clears throat> Sorry, it's supposed to be ASMR. Catherethel felt a shove and hit the ground. She understood now the thunderstorm of sound as gunfire erupted all around her. She lifted her head, lying low in the gravel, while the others scattered for cover by various rocks. <clears throat> she felt a hand grip her hair as ever hoisted her upright, pushing her forward till she scraped her bare feet across the dry riverbed to take shelter behind a large boulder. Is anyone hurt? I don't think we're the ones that are attacked, Deborah said. Go by the go to the royalgreen.com, buy the book. It makes a phenomenal like if you buy enough of them, right? They make a great jack stand, they're real thick and meaty, it's like five hundred some pages. Um you know, safety first. You know, if you're going to jack up a car, I used to work on cars. If you're going to jack up a car, you don't want to rely on the jack. It's hydraulic. It'll fail. Um, get get you a few good jack stands. You know, buy like five or six of them. Make a good jack stand. If you've got a truck, you'll probably need 20. But I appreciate y'all tuning out tonight. And uh, be safe. Be free. And there's no such thing as real libertarian.